Hello, everybody. This is GMB Fitness. I'm Jarlo Alano, one of the co-founders. I'm here with my friend and GMB lead trainer, Rose Caluccia, and we're going to talk about wrists. So again, this is the GMB Fitness Podcast. That is Glamorous Model Babes Fitness Podcast. Glamorous Model Babes. So we're going to talk a, a little bit about the wrist. And uh, so this part of a series, you can see we have the shoulders, hips, back, foot and ankle, and this is the wrist one. So our format here, and I think people have been finding it helpful, talk a little bit about the anatomy, physiology, kind of stuff that's in the wrist, what's commonly injured, and uh, some hopefully practical advice for you. So uh, let's start with uh, the, the anatomy, a little bit of anatomy. So the wrist, um, so you have the two forearm bones, the radius and ulna, right, connecting your wrist uh, to your hand. And they have to twist within each other for the rotation. So your rotation doesn't really happen at the elbow. It happens at, at the wrist. The radius and ulnar, you know, rotate on each other. And before you get into your hand, you know, the fingers and, and all of that, you have a series of small bones in the wrist. And the reason you have that is that so we can make hand shapes, so we can grasp, so we can – it's all about mobility. You know, we use our hands as opposed to uh, – you know, other quadrupeds, we use our hands for grasping and using tools and, and all that stuff. So we don't really spend a lot of time weight bearing on it. So that's another, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, since we're not adap as adapted to that, when you start putting time on your hands, you know, doing a handstand, the locomotion, all these things, even other types of exercises, we can uh, strain and sprain our wrists. Right, so that's the main thing. If the corollary would be the foot, you know, the foot and ankle, of course, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. But the bones in the foot and ankle are way more robust. We're supposed to bear weight on it, right? And so that's the main thing to to think about for uh, the anatomy of the of the wrist. So you have these small bones you know, connecting to the the finger bones, and lots of ligaments, lots of small ligaments throughout, lots of cartilage, uh, not a lot of intrinsic meaning muscles that are within the hand within the wrist you know you have the very long forearm muscles to give you uh, leverage and, and control but uh basically your wrist is, is full of bones cartilage ligaments so that can give you a little bit of insight when we talk a little bit later on about what's most commonly injured and, and all of that yeah, great. So let's let's talk about injuries for a second. Like we get a lot of emails at GMB, so I, I'm one of the people who answers your emails if you're writing into us. And we get a lot of questions about um, feeling pain or tightness or stiffness in the wrists. So can you talk a little bit about like what are some of the things that can cause pain? Sure. Um, well, again, pain is a really kind of big topic, really expansive. It's not, uh, you can't just say, oh, it's this or this. But uh, for the purposes of this, you know, we can talk about pain generators. And uh, in the wrist, it's generally ligamentous, ligament pain, some tendon pain when it's attached to muscle forms and, and all that. Uh, actual, uh, say, bone pain. So uh, by that, I mean you fall on your hands. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, you don't necessarily have to fracture it to, to have some bone pain. There's bone bruises, right? So uh, the periosteum is a small, not small, thin layer of tissue 
over the bone called the periosteum. And when people talk about bone bruises, like you fall hard enough to, to hurt yourself, but it's not a fracture. That's mm-hmm. usually what, when people say bone bruise, that's what it is. And it's really uh, vascular. It's got a lot of uh, nerve, sensitive nerve things. So, and bone, those can last forever. I'm sure you've had one. Okay. So, yeah. so talking about a fall versus something like, um, you know, like, can you talk about like the repetitive strain aspect uh, versus, versus sure. overuse? Right. So, uh, and the things we've talked about before, if you've listed other podcasts or that's your first one, overuse in our definition is when you aren't used to a movement. So say you're, uh, say you're generally an office worker or you're on the computer or, or actually, you know, you just don't use your hands and wrists in a way that, uh, like say manual laborers, mechanics, right? That's plumbers and all that, you know, they have strong grips, strong form, everything like that. And then you decide to even, you know, play, uh, with your works softball team, right? That's a good one. Softball or baseball and you're swinging a bat and you're not used to it, right? You can tell that your wrists have to move a certain way. You have to do that. And then either a few hours later or the next morning, you're like, what is going on here? Right. The muscles in your hands hurt. the, the ligament, you know, your wrist hurts. That's overuse. That's overuse. Now, if you were to have gradually built up to it, right. Take a few swings here and there once a day, all that, it probably wouldn't be as bad. So that's overuse. Right. Uh, the same thing I've had people, my friends and other clients too, are like, Oh, I tried rock climbing. That's a good one. Right. Bouldering. And now there's so mm-hmm. many nice indoor places they're like, oh, I tried, I tried rock climbing. It was great, but yeah, the next day, they're like, they, their hands and their wrists are like, what the hell? Basically, overuse. You just—it's in the name. You're not used to it, right? Uh, and that's opposed to repetitive strain things. So with the repetitive strain stuff, you know, that's pretty. Uh, people are pretty aware of things like carpal tunnel, right, mm-hmm. and different kind of wrist tendinitis, like either near your thumb and, and all of that. And you know, you can really people are really attributed to office work and stuff like that. But really it's say you're used to doing something, right? It's not like you haven't typed before, right? And it's not like you, you're not uh, built up to it, but for whatever reason, one week, one day, uh, it's just too much, right? Maybe you're sick. Maybe you had other things going on, but your body just wasn't able to recover from it. So that's a, that's a good way to talk about repetitive strain. And then that builds up. Because then you have to go and work again. You have to do all these things. That's why I like the field of ergonomics and, and having braces and all of that really helps because it takes away as much of the, the, the forces and tension as possible. Not all of it, but enough to give your body some time to heal and, and, and recuperate. Mm-hmm. So in terms of exercise and things, it's usually going to be overuse. Like you just totally went into it and you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> you went ham and you, you went weren't ham. ready. But, and that's the thing though. It's like, oh yeah, you want to get started something new and it's fun. And maybe you don't even realize it at first. So that's the hard part. That's like my, my thing is always like do half of what you think, half of the intensity, half of the reps, and then see how you feel the next day. And it's hard. It's hard to be patient. It's hard to be patient. Uh, for like my particular story, it was like, I remember a few years ago, maybe it's more like 10. I went to a, a handstand workshop, right? Or, you know, not all of it was handstands, but it was about two, three hours. And I was, I wasn't doing a lot of handstand work, but I was doing a fair amount. 
right? But I just kept doing it, right? During the workshop. And even the teacher was like, oh, this is, be careful, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, and then a few hours later, I was like, oh, that was not good. And it took me over yeah. a week, maybe even two weeks to get to that, get over it. So it, yeah. it, it is about being patient. It's hard, it's hard. Yeah, so we get a lot of questions about elements, which is you know all mm-hmm. of emotion. It's all on our hands. And so do you have any advice for people who feel it a lot in their wrists um, when they start working on the elements program? Like, you know, we usually say like, you know, what you just said, do about half as much time on your hands, but what else can people do to, you know, strengthen and stretch out their wrists to right. help that process? So, um, you know, in elements in particular, and actually the other programs we're, we're having when we have, you know, locomotions and, and all that stuff, we always have the warm ups preparation, you know, the wrist prep, uh, whether your fingers facing forward or backwards, which is great. It's awesome. But people can even tend to overdo that too. Because you think, oh, I'm just going to be here and I'm going to move back and forth a few minutes. And sometimes even just doing that is too much. And so for those people, we recommend um, spending some time just doing that on your own for a few minutes. Right? And actually not even doing it where you're flat on the floor. But say you're sitting down and then you have a coffee table in front of you. Right. When you do that type of thing, and you guys can hope you can visualize that when you have that, where you're not straight on the floor, but you're sitting and then you, you can have some place in front of you that's a little lower. You can really control how much weight you have on your hands because that's the main thing. Just think about it as like lifting weights, right? If you sit down on the ground and then you're going to do it right on the ground with your hands flat on the ground in front of you, you know, that's going to be nearly half your body weight maybe more, right? But if you're sitting in a chair and you have a table in front of you, maybe it's a little lower or you're standing in front of a table, you can do much less of a percentage of your body weight. So I think that's a good way to start. And then also, yeah, you don't go to fatigue on this. You don't, you know, you, you, you do half the reps you think, even if you feel good, you rest a little bit longer than you think, you know? And that's for preparation. And that's the kind of the extra stuff you can do. And when you go ahead and you're, you're doing like the locomotion work, you're on your hand and you're doing the crawls, that's where it's really important to stop way before, stop way before you think you're done, right? You know, th- there's time for that later on. After you're used to it, it should, you know, maybe it'll take you two, three weeks, a month, but that's when you can really work on it hard. But if you're just running into your wrist hurting, that means you can't do the things that will make you better you're going to be limited by your wrists. So yeah, that's a good question. And it's also probably the most common thing, common problem of, of starting locomotions. Yeah. Same with handstands. Yeah. And handstands. handstands. People, Anything you know, it's inverted, really right? fun. It's really fun. I want to keep going. I want to keep going. Oh, my wrist doesn't hurt that bad. Well, if your wrist has already started hurting, continuing to work on it is not a great idea. Right. And then you won't, get the benefit of all the rest of the stuff because you're just limited by your wrists. And so what, what are the things that are hurting in there? Yeah. Again, these small ligaments. Um, and, uh, what it is, is we're just not, you first, we're not used to weight bearing on our hands. That's a big one. But the other thing is we're not used to the, all these various motions, right? The, you know, maybe we can, we're used to kind of going back and forth, but the side to side, the rotations and all of those that kind of come, 
they happen so quickly when you're on the ground, right? It's just a again a good a good correlation is the foot. The foot has the same bones, not the same, but you know a little bit more robust. But it's it's not like a solid foot to us, you know, an ankle that just moves um, back and forth in one direction. There's a right. lot of play because the, the the ground is, you know, we evolved to walk on ground that's uneven, doing all these things. And so it's the same thing with the wrists. We're just simply not used to it. Simply right. not used to it. So when is it time to see a doctor versus, you know, waiting it out, saying off your hands as much as you can, doing wrist prep and stretches as much as you can. But, you know, as, as I know more than anyone right, else, right. wrist injuries can take forever. To heal. Right. Like, so That's when do you question. see somebody, why do they take so long? Like, right. So that. one of those things, and this kind of applies to a lot of, a lot of pain or a lot of injuries and throughout the body. One thing is if it's painful, like all the time all the time so if you for let's let's go the other way so your your wrist kind of bothers you but only when you start doing say the bear or some other locomotion right only that then you're probably fine to to stretch take it easy work through it but if your wrist or your thumb or your fingers hurt like all the damn time all the damn time you could be sitting here and it hurts yeah that's not good you need to see somebody because either something is like broken or, or torn or mm-hmm. it's just not good so that's number one it seems like common sense but man you know even even i'm falling to that i'm like ah oh, i'll be fine right right so that's one thing and then the other thing for if is it just straight up worsens uh at night right so it feels bad all the time, but say you're sleeping is poor because that could be an indication of something else. Then also anything where uh, you're getting numbness, tingling, you know those types of things. Uh, otherwise, the no, I'm not saying you don't need to go to a physical therapist or other rehab professional, but you can kind of do it on your own. You can, right? It just might take you longer. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we are recording this in the time of COVID-19, right? So what do you do when you can't go out? Right. Right. Or you don't, beyond that, you don't have access to, you know, to good healthcare professionals. You know, that's a very common thing. Right. So, so yeah, when it's like really big like that, like we've said, super painful all the time, gets worse at night, numbness, tingling. Yeah, definitely go to the doctor. Otherwise, the stuff that we uh, we're going to talk about here can take you far. Now, the reason, another reason why it takes so long is there could be bl- you know blood supply issues to the ligaments, right? Also, we do even though I we talk about we don't put a lot of weight in our hands, we don't do you know do that stuff like on the ground. We do use our hands and our wrists way more than we think <laughs> throughout the day, right? Pushing ourselves off chairs, grabbing things, carrying things, all of that. So, you know, we don't, again, we don't want to put yourself in a cast or a big brace, but it does take time. It okay. takes a long time. Like I've had a, for myself, I remember, and I think I told you I was grappling, you know, doing beat, wrestling BJJ with a guy a couple of years ago at the gym and he wasn't being, you know, like a spaz or anything. It just happened. And I put my wrist out to stop him, you know, bent it back. I'm like, oh, that sucks. It's sore. 
Uh, it took me uh, like six months. Yeah. Right. Because, but it took not for like, oh, it hurt every day, but like I couldn't do, say, the front rack and a, and a, and a cleans and you know front squats. I couldn't do handstand stuff. I couldn't do that kind of stuff. You know that that was the main thing. So we're talking about relative things. It it takes a long time, especially if you're doing sort of the weird kind of stuff, yeah, that we do. All right. Uh, what else? What else are we can talk about? Um, well, I had a question about joint noises because that's another one. So even like the times when I've had pain in my wrist or not had pain in my wrist, I have a lot of like popping and adjusting that happens. And right. usually it feels good. There's not really any pain involved, but you know, it's very alarming for most of us when we have big like cracks or adjustments that happen. How does that? Yeah. Well, this? yeah. So again, we have this nice article that we put up the joint no joint noises, uh, GMB, just Google GMB joint noises. We'll also put in the, the show notes, but kind of gives you a little bit more of a, a background of what those are in general for the wrist you know, specifically. Uh, one of the things that's, that's interesting is there, and it's really difficult to say this, but there, you shouldn't talk a lot about bones out of place, right. Or, you know, adjustments. Cause that's kind of not true. I mean, you would have, it would be really painful. I mean, dislocations are dislocations. I remember, so we're talking a little, you know, about the wrist and stuff. But I remember back in high school, I was in gymnastics class. You know, we had that. And basically, we were in it because there's cheerleaders within it. <laughs> so <laughs> would, right? I, it was great, but, you know, there's cheerleaders in it. Right? It's just the way it is. <laughs> but, oh, man, I remember watching, you know, we're sitting down, we're watching them do backhand springs. And this, uh, this cheerleader, this girl, she was doing good. Then all of a sudden, just falls and just screams, blah, just loud. And we watched she dislocated her elbow Ugh. on backhand spring. And I ran up. You know, I was actually doing some training things at the time, you know, athletic training. And I looked, and it was like a crime scene. It looked like a movie. Stuff was out. And people were like, what should we do? I was like, well, don't touch her. That's number one. <laughs> Let's go get somebody. You know, I don't, I don't even remember if the teacher was there at the time. Right. But we had to get an air cast. Anyway. So when people talk about bones are out and this stuff, that's really what, when bones are out. That's when, an extreme case. That's, the that's extreme. like, yeah. <laughs> but when we Ooh. talk about the wrists, so say the wrists, uh, I would say some of the ankles, the sacrum, right? Uh, they can have areas that are way too mobile, way too mobile. And so when, uh, say particular, this is, this is simplifying it, but when you have like joints that are way too mobile, uh, especially in, in the wrist, they can not so much shift, but what happens is if they go out of a certain zone, the there's joint receptors and ligament receptors that will try and create as much tension around it as possible. So there aren't a lot of really intrinsic muscles in there, but there's enough that they'll do that. Right. And so once you are kind of out of that zone, you know, your pain goes much higher, all of that thing, all that stuff. So when people do say joint mobilizations or manipulations, right, either from a, you know, a therapist or a chiropractor and all of that, what they're doing is they're 
I don't want to say reset, but that's kind of what it is. They're just kind of encouraging those receptors to, to chill out. And so sometimes that's accompanied by like a clunk or a pop. And that's because of the, you know, the synovial joint capsule. That's what's making the noise usually. And so that's why it, it does feel like it's like, oh, they moved my bones back into place. That's the subjective feeling. It's not really what's happened, but also it's also why it helps because they, they were, you know, the jiggling around doing all that stuff. And that's the thing. You can call it whatever you want, adjustments or manipulations or subluxations or whatever. But the technique of actually doing it does work. Yeah. It's worked. Yeah for what a couple hundred years now or more yeah right so that's what that's what that is it's usually because uh in the in the wrist in particular uh there's there's hypermobility mm-hmm. right they don't have that stability of the of the joints and then so when it shifts out a little bit more especially again when you're doing your stuff like handstands and inversions and uh even in your your things when you're doing performing arts where you're hanging on things ropes mm-hmm. and trapezes you know, that, that traction where you're pulling your bones apart, right? Just because of that, the action of, of what you're doing, that can be, uh, can trigger those joint receptors and, and all of that. Kind of complicated. Fascinating. That, yeah. Kind of hope that makes sense. Okay. So I have a list of common injuries. If you could just give us a little information about some of these. Let's do it. Um, I've had all three of these. Have you? <laughs> with my wrists. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about cysts first. Oh, so cysts, yeah, cysts are interesting. Those can be a real pain. Right, and cysts, cysts, and in particular in the wrist, and also in the ankle. Uh, ganglion cysts is mm-hmm. probably what you're talking about. Yes. They really don't know. One of the theories is that we have kind of small cysts anyway, and then ganglion cysts are when there's trauma, and they sort of, those cysts sort of build up together. And they kind of make a mega one. That's one theory. I don't know. The other one is that there's trauma and injury, and then there's uh, actual tears and say ligaments and capsules, and then the fluid and all that stuff that's supposed to be in those capsules mm-hmm. goes out of it. And then you form a cyst. That's probably probably the most uh, plausible theory. But again, it's a theory that they they don't know for sure. But it is very common. And it's usually accompanied by uh, an injury or repetitive mm-hmm. stress. Uh, the ganglion cyst usually is uh, on the back of your wrist, mm-hmm. right? So it limits extension or limits bending back. Um, it can be big or small. You're, you do you know like what they used to do the Bible treatment for it? Yeah, um, they used the to just smack yeah, it, slam it. <laughs> Which man, I guess it worked. Uh, I don't think that's great. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> so they usually just drain it. They usually drain it if it's super big, right? Get a syringe, drain it. The thing is... They come back. They, they come back, right? <laughs> they come back and it's usually because you're doing the things that maybe maybe you want to do, right? Uh, I'm not usually a big fan of taping and bracing and stuff like that. But when you do have, like, say, an acute case of of, of having a cyst... Or maybe you got it drained and you want to make sure you're, you know, you're not making it worse. That's a useful thing. So that's that's basically what cysts are. So if you have one, it usually hurts to put weight on your hands, you know, when your hands are flat on the floor. Does continuing to do that cause further, does it cause damage or is it okay to still do stuff? Like, 
I've heard yeah. different things that like that's, it's that's a okay hard one pain to say. because right. it's not like damaging anything, but yet it still hurts. Right. That's a hard one to say because again, if we knew exactly why they happened, then we could tell you. But if you have the if the theory of that there is like a some kind of torn or a hole, you know, a hole where where stuff is supposed to stay in but it's not, then yeah, it could make it worse. But again, this is all kind of you know, you do what you should. You shouldn't not do anything. You know, after a week or two, you shouldn't not do anything. Uh, and you can kind of tell if it's getting worse. You can. You can see it. Is it getting bigger? Right? right? Right. Is the pain getting more worse? So this is another case of, well, you, you kind of play it by ear and you, and you trial and error, mm-hmm. which almost nobody likes to hear. But that's a lot of what we have with musculoskeletal problems, trial and error. Mm-hmm. But right. yeah, I would error more on the side of doing more motion especially after the first three weeks or so that doesn't um, necessarily mean weight bearing though that means doesn't necessarily mean weight bearing. yeah or and uh yeah we talk go ahead and talk about now weight bearing with say some accommodations like you can use push-up bars or parallettes mm-hmm. or even this you know yoga blocks mm-hmm. where you're you're trying to keep your wrists you know, fairly neutral meaning not as bent back or bent down or flexed and so even towels, like so you like put having it on the your base. hands off the side of a, or having right. your fingers off the side of a yoga block, F- fingers off the side of a yoga block, or say you have a towel where you put it on the palm, the base of your palm, right? So that you're not just, your wrist is not as extended one way or flexed the other. So more neutral meaning like can it, your fingers, your wrist and your forearm are more in a straight line. Got it. Right. Okay, what's the difference between sprains and strains? And how do you go about working with those in the wrist? So the sprain, a sprain is ligament injuries or um, so sprain, SP. Strain with the T is muscular, muscular and tendinous, right? Sprains take way longer. Like this is like jamming your wrist, jamming your finger, you know, uh, someone try to pull your wrist hard, you know, the ligamentous, uh, injuries and issues, uh, strains, you know, muscle pulling your muscle, you know, tendonitis kind of stuff. Well, so that's, do you feel, that's opening up a whole nother. Do you issue. feel like sprains are more common with wrists? Yeah, I think so. Or, and also more commonly going to give you problems. So, uh, the sprains are usually again, falling on it, you know, banging it. Uh, force where someone kind of pulls on you or you pull on something, right? Something that's kind of quick and direct, right? Strains are usually overuse. Yeah. You could say, uh, you know, it, it would uh, say you stretch your, your, uh, your hand down and it flexes, right? It cocks it down. Theoretically that can strain your, your forearm muscles and all that, but that's a lot. Right. right. Usually the force is going to go on the wrist and the ligaments. Right. Right. Yeah. Muscular strain uh, in the forearm is usually for from things like racket sports, tennis, racquetball, right? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then you're usually, now you're going into more elbow things, you know, right. which we're not talking about right now. But, right. Yeah. Okay. So what about, what about something like carpal tunnel? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so carpal tunnel and other nerve kind of compression uh, syndromes. So carpal tunnel, carpal tunnel, carpals are those uh, small bones between your uh, forearm bones and the hand, hand bones. So those are the carpals. 
the tunnel refers to where uh, nerves run through, mm-hmm. right? So carpal tunnel is median nerve, right? So you got median radial radials near your thumb, ulnar by your pinky. Uh, and so that type of thing is usually from repetitive stress or even overuse, but that tunnel is gets smaller mm-hmm. for some reason because of inflammation of the sheath and all these things hard to recover from, you know, they do all these surgeries, which again, that's opening up a whole new can of worms. Cause some people are like that surgery doesn't really do anything. Well, it is, you get the surgery and it makes you rest for like two months. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So that's, Oh man. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, that's usually what it is. It's kind of a, a nerve irritation thing, either from the inflammation. Maybe it's so uh, compressed that it does give you, you know, numbness, tingling, all that type of stuff. That kind of thing. Yeah, you definitely need to see somebody. Uh, does our um, does our does the stretches in our wrist guide can those help with carpal tunnel? Yeah, they can help. I wouldn't say they're gonna be fully all you need. But uh, a, a lot of the stuff for carpal tunnels, you have to try and reduce the the forces to it. You have to give yourself time to heal. You know, now we're talking about should you get a shot? You know, cortisone injections. You get surgery. You should use braces. That's way too much to talk about right here. But you know, if you use a little bit of uh, not common sense, but you know, work on the wrist thing. Work on it gradually, like we talk about. And then you can see generally if your case is more mild, then you can do a lot of stuff on your own. It's hard. That's a hard one, man. Carpal tunnel stuff. Yeah. Well, those are those are the big ones I hear about. I don't know if you have anything else you want to make sure that we talk about today. But um, in general, doing the wrist prep exercises that we have can increase range of motion. And strength because of the way strength. we do it yeah and so that's another thing too people think oh stretches uh, versus strengthening they can be both especially the way we do it because again we're trying to increase how much weight we can put on it gradually that's progressive resistance so say you start a, sitting in a chair at the table and after you get better at it do lots of good reps then you work your way to put more weight on it. Say you're standing up, then you're going to lean into the table. Then you go into the ground, you know, on your hand, your hands and knees, and then you go up. And so you're more like you're in an A-frame or, you know, this kind of downward dog and you do even more. So that's how it is. You're, yeah. you're stretching, but then you're going to stretch it and move it because we like to stretch and move, right? The FF protocol. Right. And you do it with gradually increasing resistance, meaning how much more weight can you put on it? So that's that's the thing. We're not just stretching. We're not just warming up. It's actually strengthening and, and gradually improving your capacity to bear weight on your wrists. That's huge. And it takes not just months. It takes years. There's The reason that there's these professional acrobats and hand balancers and performing artists is they've spent years doing this. Otherwise, they'd be screwed. Otherwise, they have a really low you know, career span. You know this. You've seen right. It. I mean, that's why I injured my wrist. I it was way too much, too fast when I started training on my hands, and I f- was even in an audition where we had to fall off of something really high, and you know that's what started right. my ligament tear. I had a torn wrist. I got had a cyst. Right. I had to get surgery repaired. It was all too much, too fast. Yeah, for most people listening to this, and most of our clients, you know, our GMB clients, it's not going to be that extreme. No, and so. You know, the, our programs here take that into account. You know, you're not going to be on your hands for hours a day like a professional uh, performing 
performing artist, but even, you know, five to 10 minutes a day can be a lot. So working your way up to that uh, is essential. And then once you get to that point, man, you're going to be way better off than like 90% of other people in terms of what your risk can, can bear and, and actually be protective of, of a lot of these overuse and strain injuries and things. So yeah, yeah that's why, that's why we do these and why we do the programs is because it's so much benefit for being on your hands. You know, we're sort of being really doomsayers here, like, Oh my God. But there's a reason why we just like, Oh, we just won't do it then. No, the, the benefits, the positive benefits outweigh the negatives so much here. Well, that's really good to hear too, because, you know, sometimes people start elements and they're like, Ooh, I shouldn't do this because it hurts my wrist. Right. Right. And so well, that's it not necessarily your, true. That's not true. It hurts your wrist because you're not ready for it, but wouldn't you be much better physically prepared for everything you can do if you, you know, do this and do and get ready for it. So that's yeah. why we have the programs. That's why we have locomotion and why we really, really love them as an exercise. And we've had, you know, thousands of people say the same thing to us. I'm so glad I did this. All right. So yeah. it's worth it. It's worth it. Sweet. Thanks, Charlo. This is super informative. It's one of my, my favorite joint areas to talk about. Is it? It is. It's fairly complicated. And, it, and it, this is hard because I've had to hedge a lot of these things. But uh, I hope everyone uh, got something out of it. If you have any questions, let us know. Howdy at gmb.io is our email. You might even have Rose answer you. You might. Uh, and, yeah. And anything else? Well, thanks so much. Thank Everybody you. have a good day. Bye. Bye.